hey everyone who's listening in and welcome to what I guess is episode two of the M. Wilson Bible Podcast. I hope and just pray that this podcast finds you in a time of peace in Christ. You know, during this time of social distancing, we're missing out on a lot of things. We're not going out to eat or seeing friends. We're not hanging out at the movies or going on vacations. My wife, Steph, and I, um, we love to go to see these theater performances like, um, uh, I don't know, Hamilton, for instance. And all of those have also shut down. At the same time, sports have just entirely vanished. Not only can we not participate in them, but now we're only left with viewing options like rock skipping and marble racing. By the way, if you haven't seen either of those, beware, they do get intense. But I say all this because we're just simply missing out on a lot of the former things that I think we kind of took for granted. First, let me just say I fully support the social distancing. I think it's godly and I think it's a great way to love our neighbor. At the same time though, it does require us to let go of a lot of the former patterns of life that we enjoyed. And that can come with some pretty big side effects. Yes, we receive this opportunity to slow for a second and remember that we do have boundaries and that we're not limitless. But how many of us at the same time are just super stressed right now? How many of us are easily frustrated How many of us might be down right now? See, lies thrive in times of aloneness. Lies thrive in times of aloneness. Why is this? Because we're simply susceptible to receiving less truth in these times. We can find so much, actually all truth in scripture. And that's one thing, and that's a great thing. I mean, at the end of the day, that needs to be our first go-to for truth. And without a doubt, we need to get the words of scripture into our minds and hearts every single day. Like there are so many words that God has to say about the importance of his word. But when you go through the Bible, you just also see this huge emphasis on others. You see God moving so frequently through other believers. I mean, if you make your way through the book of Acts, you just see these disciples living so empowered by the Holy Spirit, and they're going to this town and preaching the gospel, and then they're going to the next one and preaching and speaking more truth into others there. And then they have some difficulty along the way, but God says, hey, watch me grow the church through you guys anyways. See, there's just this huge emphasis in scripture on God choosing individuals like us to grow his kingdom. Now, I say all this because I think now, more than ever, we as followers of Christ need to be reaching out to others with words of encouragement and truth. Not just to those who have reached out for for help or are showing signs of need, but also those who have not and aren't showing any signs of need. I think of my own life and how easy it can be for me at times to just hide how I'm truly feeling. Now, some of us just love the social distancing. It's our dream come true. But our love for distance doesn't make us any less susceptible to lies. I'd argue right now that everyone needs truth to be spoken to them. And here's a wonderful thing. We don't need to be physically present with someone to do that. 
Think for a second about the Apostle Paul. Paul started and loved and cared for so many churches. We see that in his letters in the New Testament. But he couldn't be present with them all the time. And in case we forgot, travel back in the first century was a lot different than it is today. And also, they didn't have technology. But even without everything we can know and love today in regards to technology, Paul tended to his fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. He put in effort. He loved them like he knew he was instructed to by God. Have you ever thought about that? Just the pure, radical love that Paul had for all of those churches. He loved them through rebuke. He loved them through instruction. And he loved them through encouragement. I mean, I've just been thinking about that. How did Paul greet all of those churches? Romans 1.8 says, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. In 1 Corinthians, Paul writes in verse 2, To the church of God that is in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints together with all those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. He says, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he gives thanks for them in verse 4. I mentioned the reminder that Paul gives in 2 Corinthians in my first podcast. He reminds them that our God is a God of comfort. Galatians, in the first five verses, Paul just reminds them of all that Christ did, dying for our sins and delivering us, which was the will of the Father. But he doesn't only extend this care and love to churches, but also to dear friends as well. In Philemon, again, he gives thanks for him. Verse 7 says, For I have derived much joy and comfort from your love, my brother, because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through you. And Paul isn't exactly the only one. Just all of the letters from the apostles of Christ have these instant reminders of truth and encouragement, appropriate rebuke, and overall just this radical love. It's my prayer that this would be something for us as followers of Jesus to model. I mean, just spend 10 or 15 minutes today or at some point this week just doing a study of the opening words of the letters of Paul and James, Peter, John. And then don't keep what you've read to yourself, but proclaim it. Proclaim it on Facebook. Proclaim it through text. Post it on your Instagram story. Share it over Zoom. Not long ago, my wife and I started going on these routine jogs in the afternoon. And there's always this one hill that my wife just absolutely cannot stand. I mean, this hill could just be renamed the Hill of Torture because of how steep it is. But it's also the final hill of the jog. And there's only flat ground when we get to the top. So, without hesitation, we begin to slowly make our way to the top anyways. And the look that my wife gives me every time is just gold. She's always livid because of this hill. And when we're halfway up, she always says this, You need to talk to me. You need to talk to me. 
See, words help her with that hill. The steep hill becomes a whole lot easier when she's receiving words of love, encouragement, and maybe even rebuke at times. But she needs to hear the truth that she can make it. I can't help but think that many of us feel somewhat similar right now. Many of us are climbing up that steep hill. And many of us, whether we realize it or not, are facing frustration and battling lies. And so I would just encourage us in this moment to hear these words, to really sit in them and then place them into our hearts and keep them there. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Ephesians 4.29 Lord, may we as citizens of your household speak love, encouragement, and truth into our family and friends. And would we do so for your glory alone. Amen. Amen.